Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here it comes. It's almost there. It's, it's, it's good, too. This is the almost uh, in the wintertime voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. And what we do around here is we sit down and we talk about food with everybody else uh, who's uh, hanging out with us today. We have a, uh, oh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people who are be- almost on the top of our, uh, on the top Marshall of our, on the line. <clears throat> and we have Marshall on the lines, I just learned. And here, let's go to Marshall. <laughs> and also there's, uh, there's also uh, <laughs> uh, things jumping off the, uh, the, the uh, kist here. Hi, but, Marshall. <clears throat> Marshall. Hello. Hi there. Welcome. Well, there's a little bad news on the doorstep as Dick and Jennings is closed. Yeah. Oh, wow. What? Already? Yeah. yeah it closed over the weekend. I don't know if you all read about that on NOLA.com or not. Wait a minute. Oh, what, no. I still oh, haven't heard gosh. about it. What is it? You know what? I think new records are being set uh, for for. I don't know if you remember my call, Marianne, but I called you all about seven weeks I ago. I know. I what restaurant is this? Uh, Dick and Jenny's. Oh, Dick and Jenny's. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. Wow. But Merlin is gone on Tapatula Street. <clears throat> yeah. He'll there turn no up someplace else, I assure you. He will. Yeah. But on a lighter note and a better note, I do want to say and laud some great meals I had over the weekend at Clancy's Restaurant, Avo. And a tremendous brunch at Patois. What a great meal. Wow. That a lot going on. So You've right. got good taste. <laughs> I'll say that, yeah. Have a good taste. So the Uptown Eateries, uh, their game is pretty tough, so I don't think Dick and Jenny's could uh, withstand the competition at the end of the day. Well, yeah, it was a. The menu was was kind of weak. I always thought uh, we we uh, all went <laughs> yeah. over there, uh, and uh, we checked it out not too long after they opened. But uh, we were kind of surprised to see that the. Uh, I remember uh, May, uh, May Merlin. Sorry, Merlin. <laughs> I uh, noticed that and went ahead with it anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> as long as you have places like Clancy's Patois and. Um, Avo, you're in good stead. How is Avo these days with their new renovation? Avo. It's very nice. They, they open it? the windows for us. There's a nice breeze coming in. Uh-huh. Yeah. They, they seem to, I, I can't tell stuff. for sure, 
but they seem to have uh, gotten a little bit big, uh, bigger too. They were they yeah, they, they expanded. Yeah, they, it is a bigger place. Yeah. Uh, I don't know well, how much bigger because I don't. It's kind of not really a bigger place. It's just different. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, different. Yeah. So anyway, those three, their game okay, is high. Well, thank you for the report. And we'll say adios to Dick Engine. <laughs> uh, all of those. And Actually, you'll say adios for now because I assure you, you will run into Merlin before before the summer somewhere. Who used to say adios oh. and uh, something or other? That was somebody well, We miss um, Merlin more magical dishes in the future. There you go. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Now we know. Take care, Marshall. Thank you. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Well, that is too bad. Yeah. Not surprising, but too bad. So, um, and kind of a bummer of a show starter, but it's good to good information anyway. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what is the next iteration of Dick and Jenny's. Dick and Jenny's. I don't know. It's had uh, quite a few of them over the years. And uh, it it stood up uh, pretty well, but then I don't I, I even don't even understand what uh, kind of shoved them into the corner for a while, and then nobody uh, got into it, and that was that. Well, there was the original <laughs> Dick and Jenny's. Yep. And then they I think had Katrina troubles. Then it was the same Dick and Jenny's post Katrina, and then it became. Uh, Dick and Jenny's under the aegis of the Cristiano's people. Yeah. And then uh, then Merlin. So uh, those first two were had a, a lot more stability. So I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be. It, it, we'll we'll have to watch that one and see. <clears throat> well, they're always opening and closing and opening and closing. And they uh, are always uh, opening and closing. It is a state of flux. Okay, so here's speaking yeah. of opening and closing, I know this is from the sublime to the ridiculous, but I am curious. Which about is it. which uh, the, of those two? That is true, but yeah. you'll see. Okay. So today I was in Metairie working, and um, I passed the new Swamp Room. The Swamp Room. Where's which that? Which had its legendary burger in that little raffish place between Transcontinental and Clearview. And the raffish place is gone. So people who live out there, because I never go out there, so people who live out there can fill me in on these things. Did they tear down the original Swamp Room building? Because there is a new place in there. Hmm. It looks like new construction, unless it's just a new facade. And then the Swamp Room has moved down further toward Kenner off Transcontinental at Veterans. Is that right? No, that's not right. Well, it's pretty close. It's It's like a block away. Because Transcontinental at Veterans is a Pardo, so it would be a little bit further toward Kenner than that. So I'm not even sure what the side street is, but it's in that whole cluster of restaurants and the swamp room appears to be much larger now. It looks like either new construction or a new facade. And um, I, I poked my head in there, and uh, it's it smells new and it um, 
it looks like it looks like a more a restaurant slash bar than a bar slash restaurant. But I'm curious uh, if you were a fan of the Swamp Burger, the renowned Swamp Burger. Have you had one in the new location? And what happened? And 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 is it the same? I uh, just would like a report on the movements of the Swamp Burger out in the Metairie Kenner area. Mm-hmm. I also poked my head into the fiery crab today. The fiery crab? Mm-hmm. What's that? It's a restaurant in Kenner, deep in Kenner, on Williams Boulevard next to the Golden Corral. The crowd? And I was really surprised to see it from the inside. It appears to be very busy all the time. It's a Louisiana chain out mm-hmm. of I don't know where. So if anyone can fill me in on the particulars of the fiery crab, and if you have actually eaten there, I would like to know about it. Because it's, I'll tell you what, it is, um, <clears throat> there's no... It's kind of kitschy, and there's no actual. I, I would I would liken it to sort of a fast food environment, and I expected it to look a little bit different. So if you've been to the Fiery Crab, uh, let us know what you thought of it. I have talked to a lot of people from Kenner, who have said their intention is to go to the Fiery Crab, but it's always too busy when they arrive. So. If you've actually gone inside the doors and consumed a meal at the Fiery Crab, I would very much like to hear about that. Where is it exactly? Right next to the Golden Corral between Vintage and West Esplanade in Kenner Mm -hmm. on Williams Boulevard. Things are are expanding there lately. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot of people out there. There certainly are. Um, it's, it's, uh, It's not changing a lot it's not expanding a lot in terms of of places that are opening but the places that are opening are changing does that make sense yes it does and in fact it it makes a problem for the restaurant business in the coming years two six zero six three six eight is the number it is i was also in lakeview today has anyone been to the Lakeview Harbor since their move? I would like to know about that, too. Um, La- what's the name of it? Lakeview Lake- Harbor. Lakeview Harbor. That's Lakeview uh, Harbor. pretty close to City Park, isn't it? Lakeview Harbor used to be in the building is there, was there a Tasty Donuts in that building? There's certainly a cleaner. Oh, that place. Yeah, yeah. They do. Right by Susan Spicer's old Mondo, which is now LJ's. And then Three B's moved in, and Lakeview Harbor moved out against their will. They moved to um, what was the old Wasabi out at the lakefront. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I was just wondering if anyone has been there since they've moved and if anyone has been to the new lunch at Rizzuto's. Rizzuto's is open for lunch now. Hmm. So I'm filled with questions. If anyone has answers to these questions or any other ones or their own questions for us, we would love to hear from you. 260 
1-800-273-6368. I would like to say that we had a great meal somewhere last night, but we didn't. Mm-hmm. We didn't go anywhere, actually. Why not? Has anyone seen the new website, nomenu.com? We have changed the website over the weekend. It was yesterday was the launch of the new site. And uh, there are other changes to come, but we've been working on this for a long time. And uh, this is the, I won't say it's the final, but it is close to the final on the new look for nomenu.com. And there will be uh, there will be changes to the newsletter as well. So we'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts about that or recommendations or whatever it is that you have to say. 260-6368. Um, <clears throat> we have become... Oh, Doug. I, I have been pretty much mainlining vitamin C and I, I know I should have gone out to get B12 and I will have that for the next one that will come my way almost surely but I managed to uh, stave off the cold that was coming to get me yesterday by ingesting so much vitamin C it's probably toxic I also have this burn on my tongue <laughs> because I was sucking on a vitamin C, your kind of vitamin C, and I realized, you know, this is acid. This is probably not good. And now I have a big mark oh. on my tongue. But um, I think the cold is gone anyway. Have you talked to Mark about this? 2606368 is the number. All right. Today is the day. Yes, it is. That, um, well, actually, today, I don't know if he started it yet, but Andrea has his Sicilian menu. We're going to have to talk to him about that. Yeah? How yeah, come? Because, well, he does his Sicilian menu for um, for March, and uh, the St. Joseph's Day is coming up as well. Speaking Here of St. Joseph's yeah. Day, Avo has a big deal. They do a big deal for uh, St. Joseph's Day. Can't wait. March 19th, we'll be here before you know it. Does anyone go to any altars on St. Joseph's Day? Does anyone do an altar on St. Joseph's Day? I'd like to hear about that. Yeah, that's a, that, it's a, quite an undertaking and takes you the better part of a day. And it's more expensive than you might think it would be, but, you know, who cares what, about that St. Joseph's stuff? Day? Yeah. Wait, St. Joseph's Day altar? That doesn't cost you anything, does it? Yeah, well, I mean... I think I mean I think it, they take it, donations maybe. Yeah, that's what I meant. <clears throat> but it, there's no there's no cost to it. Speaking of costs. Costs? No costs. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow night is the 20th annual gumbo cook-off for United Way at the Royal Sinesta Hotel. Mhm. And Tom will be a judge for that as you have so many times in the past. I am. And it is <laughs> It's $30 if you buy the ticket ahead of time on Eventbrite and 35 at the door. This is a really good deal if you like gumbo. Yeah. This is not a gumbo cook-off of amateurs. These are the real heavy hitter gumbo makers like John Fulce's Revolution, um, 
the link Donald Link and Company. So uh, this is going to be good stuff, and there are lots of them. There'll be a lot of people there too, but it's still a really good event. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. You're listening to WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. Hello there. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. We uh, hang around and we talk about eating. It's a good thing to, to talk about because it tastes good and it also gets people smiling and, well, you know all the rest of it. And uh, we'd love to talk with you about anything, really, on, the, on the, uh, the subject of subjects. And we'd love to hear from you. Here's the uh, telephone number, 260-6368, 260-6368. We have an interesting little uh, niblet in here in one of our, uh, one of our uh, doors uh, here. We have uh, a couple of snacks that feature things. This one was with zucchini, I think it was. Oh, Mary Lee is working on zucchini chips. We're we're very we're very into healthiness now in the house. Oh. Tom, you know what today? No, what today? <laughs> what? Uh, George Pullman was born mm. back in 1831. You know a lot about his contribution to the world. I do. How many hundreds of hours do you think you've spent in Pullman cars? Oh, not a whole lot of them because they they had been firing and drifting off the 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 cars for a long long time and uh, there were other problems with them they they would not often uh have uh the uh, equipment also to uh, have everything put in place and uh, that But would... you spent many many nights in sleeper cars on on uh trains Never and... never uh, an official one Never an uh, official Pullman car? Not not done by the Pullman company uh, Amtrak, by the time I got into this stuff, Amtrak was uh, running everything. So what happened to the Pullman cars? They were, uh, some of them were adopted by people who uh, would like just... private rail cars? Private rail cars, exactly right. Was there something special about Pullman cars? Were they very handsome? Uh, some of the people doing it were very handsome uh, and good looking. <laughs> I mean, the cars themselves, were oh. they especially like wood paneled and stuff? Was it... Mm, probably not. Not not too many of what you and I think about on this as as being a special place to pick up the. the uh... When we were in London last year, mm-hmm. and we started our trip on the Orient Express, it began with the British Pullman. So I'm assuming that it was named Pullman because named after this guy. But he was was he American or was he very much a so? Brit? He was American. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm <laughs> not positive of this, but I'm almost positive that he was an American. And the the whole uh, program of railroad cars and high service, you know, he had uh, uh, on those trailers. Uh, there were always uh, things to eat, things to drink, and the service was very very good. And uh, people love going on it. Well, they call it Pullman Cars, right? Pullman Cars. It's named Mr. Mr. George Herman, I think. I mean, Pullman. Pullman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was was his mortarer. That's his name? No. George Pullman. Okay. George Pullman. And I was I was looking to see if he was born in America. I would. I, it seems like he was an American. But anyway, I, I don't know. But I don't think he ran many train uh, cars in in this place. Uh, they 
Well, when, when you said Amtrak had taken it over, whatever, I'm sure yeah. the Pullman cars were much nicer. There's a whole hotel chain called Pullman also, uh, which yeah. is really an exclusive hotel well, chain in Europe. It's oh, in Europe. okay. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I've, I've got a big book of those things. Yeah. And if you ever want to see them, uh, mm. let me know, and I'll loan you my big, thick book of uh, magazines about these very... And I'm going to read right from your almanac. George Pullman, the founder of the company and the creator of the railroad sleeping cars that bore his name, was born today in 1831. The Pullman Company operated the sleepers and diner cars on almost every railroad in America until yeah. 1969. Is that when Amtrak took over in 1969? 1971. Oh, okay. I wonder what happened between 1969 and 1971. Not we were much. working on it. Oh, I see. Uh, and, uh, incidentally, well, let's, let's just get this controversy done once and for all. Uh, all right. George Mortimer Pullman was born in Brockton, New York. Brockton, New York. Okay, thank you. <coughs> Excuse me. Jug, where was your Oracle music? We need that. I uh, no, I've got I'm I'm considering <laughs> more Oracle He's music. He's still debating right now. on whether or not I he have wants seven to. pieces of Oracle music that I'm looking okay. at at the moment. Okay. But we don't need Oracle music for this because George Pullman was not Oracle material actually. Whatever that meant. <laughs> But uh, it, it set the standard. Uh, there were cars to get into, and you could travel over the whole country and then into uh, other countries out of, I mean. Uh, well, not on a train car. Probably right, not. So anyway, it set standards for service at a time when America was far from the country of gourmets. Pullman dining cars on the best trains equaled the food served in all but the finest restaurants. I read a story once, for example, about a Pullman waiter being dressed down for inserting the cocktail fork for a shrimp cocktail into the meat into the meat of a lemon wedge instead of just under the skin as he was supposed mm-hmm. to yeah, all I've, of this is only a memory now you got that right i've, I've read that Eating whole story on amtrak isn't horrible it's but it's nothing special <coughs> at all uh that's for sure it's like a mm-hmm. picnic or it was like a picnic now they don't even do it at all i'm sure you know this that we have here in our midst in in uh, in Co- uh, Covington, we have a real, no kidding, absolutely authentic, uh, full size. It's not a Pullman car because you it's know, just a rail car. It's an old rail car. Yeah, it's a, it's a rail car to mm-hmm. move stuff around. Uh, oh, but I still, uh-huh. and it, it is the real thing. They're, they are not faking it at all. It's That's, a beautiful car. It's beautiful. It's, it's at Lola in downtown Covington, which is located in the old train depot building and has been for a really long time, yeah. probably 20 years. Oh, more than that. That building. I remember you, being in them when I was uh, in the 20s. Do, do you remember that building where Lola is now when it was actually much more of a train depot and it looked like a train depot? Do you remember when Joel Dundee had Joel's there? Does anybody else remember that? Downtown Covington, the building that that's a really kind of cool little complex there. It's it's the trailhead in downtown Covington and it's the old train station and it was and, and now there's a brewery there and it was a it's been sort of a restaurant for as long as it's been not a train station, I think. But in the 90s, 
it started out not where Lola is now, but in the other side of the building. It started out, uh, Joel Dundee had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder, does anybody know what happened to him? I think he's a caterer now of massive, massive mm-hmm. it's numbers like of people. He is, uh, he's a big time caterer in town. And he last last I heard was one of the owners of Grand Isle. But uh, for a number of years, he had a very delicious restaurant uh, in that building where Lola is now. And now Lola's on the other side of that building. And they've just added a train car for a dining room. And uh, it sat there as an old train car for the longest time. And now it's been incorporated into the restaurant, and it's it's just a really cool restaurant, and a really delicious one too. Good. Well, uh, Tom's not a fan of their lunch. I'm oh, not a fan of their bread. Oh no, like you, everything else, you I'm can, crazy about. You could always get uh, good food on board the the. Uh, well, um, on the train. On the train, yeah. I think that's probably. Not here. Not the one I, here. No, no. I think it's yeah. probably. A romantic version of dining that you have having to do with train cars, Tom. And I would imagine if your only experience riding trains is Amtrak, it's definitely a romantic version. Because I would think that before Amtrak, does anybody remember taking the train before Amtrak took it over? Around here? In the 70s. And what was that experience like? Because I'm sure it was a whole lot different than anything you ever experienced at its finest, Tom, Yeah. on Amtrak. That's true. The, um, the government taking over Amtrak did not really did not really help train service no, they at didn't. all. <laughs> uh, but the fact that it was at least returning uh, every day. And well, it, it made it feasible, I guess. I don't know. You know, maybe, I don't know. I wonder what would have happened if they hadn't done that. Well, anyway. I can tell you one thing. Uh, there would be some many great uh, landmark changes in American uh, I'm trying to put this in the right number of words, but transportation. It was beyond transportation because the the um, name of the company, uh, Southern Pacific. So, no, not Southern Pacific. The the Amtrak. What used to be Amtrak. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, mean, I can't think of the name of the. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Okay, well, it's no. If you're asking for a train <clears throat> name for me, you're yeah, you're probably up the not, creek, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I remember Southern Pacific, but that's about it. But uh, I've spent a few nights in the train, and um, and it's not uh, something I I long for when I'm not there. <laughs> we did have a, an experience of of the fine kind of train uh, last year when we did the Orient Express. You know, someone sent me a, a list of the top ten trains in the world. Mm-hmm. That sounds interesting. And the Orient Express that we were on was on the list, but it was number 10 on the list. That's probably true. Because down. Down, down this far, down on the, the chart. Well, uh, we, number one on the list was also a Belmont train. It was the Andean Explorer in South America. And they had various other ones between 10 and 1. And I'll look up that. I, I might, that today might be a good day to go through that because um, – 
it was an interesting list. And we did get a chance to experience train travel at its finest last year on the Orient Express, where you sat in sumptuous dining cars and sumptuous bars until all hours of the day and night and were served by white glove waiters and it was really, really special. And unlike anything uh, we have here on our trains. 260-6368 is the number. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Imagine uh, people who have worked on pretty hard work uh, labor for a long time and finding that they are being allowed a much more elegant way to uh, present your work. And uh, you will find out what happened. Uh, um, There it is. I've lost it again. Hey, that's us, and it's the food show, and here we are talking about eating, about restaurants, cooking, wine. Today we're talking a little bit on the trains that used to be in and out of New Orleans back in the good old days, and uh, I don't think you're going to see a lot of those as time goes on, but but it can be done, you know. If if you're into that, there are many places around the country where you can take an all-day trip around uh, all all of those trains, so uh, a lot of fun. 2606368. Our boss is here. Hi, boss. (laughs) What now? I'm looking for that uh, Mm -hmm. that story on the 10 best trains, but I can't really look for it. I have to be on duty at all times, so I can't really look for it. 2606368 is the number. You're listening to WWL. And uh, we'd love to hear from you if you would like to chat with us about whatever it is that you would like to chat about. It's Lent. Today on NoMenu.com, we had a piece on crab meat. Who Uh, doesn't doesn't love love crab meat? Well, you're not really all that much a crab person, are you, Tom? Me? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I'd rather have uh, oysters. If I had mm-hmm. a choice, I'd go with the oysters. But uh, but yeah, crab meat is wonderful. It was an wonderful. extensive piece uh, about the thirty from the thirty three best seafoods that we're running on NoMenu.com through Lent, and today was crab meat, and you had several different kinds of crab meat that you mentioned. One starting, you said from the top to the bottom, marbles. What are marbles, Tom? Marbles. Marbles are the things that you do all you can to prevent from swallowing. Because <laughs> that would cause you problems. <laughs> okay, then. All right. So marbles, according to your, <laughs> your 33 best seafood dishes, has to do with crab meat. Yeah. And it is... These are the largest lumps from the biggest female crabs. Very expensive and rare. Jumbo Mm -hmm. lump, also known as back fin. This is the big lump of meat from just below the point where the claws are attached. There's a little sliver of thin shell in there that's almost impossible to remove without breaking the lump. For this reason... When I don't find shell in dishes made with crab meat, I get suspicious. Ah. Restaurants buy almost all the jumbo lump in the market. Even in the best of times, the price per pound rarely drops below $15, and it's usually well over $20. Mm-hmm. I know who true, came up with that line. True, true, true. 
All right, lump is apparently not as good as marbles, according to you. Uh, lump is not, no. It, lump, this is the same piece of crab meat, but from smaller crabs are broken off big ones. Lump is sometimes available at retail, but you have to look for it. It's still mm -hmm. good for crab meat ravigot, crab meat mm -hmm. au gratin, and things like that. Yes, all of that is true. Special white. Special white is is actually a pretty good product, but it doesn't have the perfection of all of the, the uh, jumbo lumps. Uh, but they do have a nice flavor and a, a nice uh, uh, look at, at it's it. It's cheaper, for it's, sure. It's not mush like you see in some crab meat uh -huh. pieces. Special white. This is the best available in most stores. It's the white meat from inside the crab, but it's usually shredded up. The flavor is not bad, but the look isn't as good as lump. And the consistency from one container to the next is, well, there is no consistency. This is good for making soups and sauces and for topping things like baked fish. Mm -hmm. Claw yep. crab meat actually has a stronger flavor than any other part of the crab. It's perfect for stuffings or dressings. It doesn't look as good, however. The meat is dark and stringy. So it's the cheapest kind of crab meat, universally available wherever crab meat is sold. Whole boiled hard shell crabs. This form may be the ultimate way to eat crab meat because you have all the above in there. At the peak of the season, the beginning of the summer, it can't be beat, even though it's a lot of work. It's always seemed to me that eating boiled crabs will cause you to lose weight because you expend more energy than you get from the crab. That sounds good it's to like, me. It's like my analogy of the Disney ride. You wait for an hour for a two-minute ride. I mean, that's that's kind of like what picking a boiled crab is. But there's something very therapeutic about it. When I do pick crabs, which is extremely rare, and usually only if I go to Mandeville Seafood and get some salmon and I see those crabs and they start calling to me, I'll get some, and then I take them home and I pick them and I eat them in one sitting because they're they're easy to pick, but it's it's kind of a therapeutic thing. I like it. I don't do it very often, though. Crab meat has shot up in price in recent years because our crabs have become part of the national market. The people along the Chesapeake Bay, who have the same kind of crabs we do and a similar crab-eating culture, buy up a titanic quantity of our crabs. The meat is in demand all across the nation. On the other hand, producers of crab meat in South America have entered the market with a pasteurized crab meat in sealed cans. It's much cheaper, and for the price, it's not terrible, but it has nothing on local fresh crab meat. Mm -hmm. It's one of the great delicacies that we have around. Um, Tom, where is what kind of crab meat is that South American crab in the can? Is it the same kind of crab? It, yeah, it is. Most of that, uh, that crab meat that comes in that way is, uh, in fact, com coming from the other side of the... Uh, the and the um, the world the, pretty much yeah the uh, it, it's uh, they are capable of like in Venezuela for example that's a, a real one that's available widely and, and coming from Venezuela coming from Venezuela and uh -huh. it, it's not as good as local product and uh, but it's not a bad product but it saves a lot of money if you want to try to you know get some mm -hmm. you know, better okay. deals on the deal. All right, 260-6368. What's your favorite crab meat dish, Tom? 
My favorite crab meat dish is crab meat au gratin. Au gratin. Yes. And who do you think has the best one of those? Uh, strangely enough, and uh, this is going to surprise some people, uh, Bonton. Which yeah, I know you used to say you love that. I do. I always yeah. have. Yeah, we have to go to Bonton this week. Yeah, and you know what's going on over there. Right, huh? we do. We've mm. talked about that. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, I like the crab meat au gratin at Impostados. You know who else? Great. I love the crab meat au gratin at Antoine's. It's not super cheesy. Mm-hmm. And it was a surprise when I had it the first time at your birthday. It was it was it was a, a light sauce on the crab meat and the crab meat came through more than it usually does. Well, it is very much in demand all over the world, and uh, you're always running into these things uh, in, a, in uh, uh, Atlantic's uh, areas. I like, I like crab meat ravigot. Who's got the best mm -hmm. crab meat ravigot in town? Uh, that's, that's an interesting dish because it's neither a hot nor a cold dish. It's kind of somewhere between the two, but uh, it still winds up being a good dish. Is crab meat <clears throat> imperial I'm not the a same fan as of, crab meat ravigot? That's not my style. Where I, is crab meat imperial? The crab meat imperial is the place that used to be famous for it, and I, I think it's still on the menu over there. It's Commander's Palace. It, it was always a, uh, uh, one of their special. What is it? It's got like bell peppers it, in it, doesn't it? it it's kind of half uh, cold and it's half warm. And they kind of come together in ways that will make you scratch your head and wonder, why did they do that? But it winds up being a, a pretty good thing to eat. Well, I think that crab meat imperial is kind of an old-fashioned dish. It is. And crab meat ravigot is a newer kind of dish because crab meat ravigot is the the white sauce, mayonnaise-based sauce with capers, right? Yeah. Crab meat ravigot's that, capers. That's certainly one good way to do it. You can't go wrong with capers in any iteration at all. Mm -hmm. Capers is a really wonderful, wonderful thing. Yep. 260-6368 is the number. You're listening mm -hmm. to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Give us a call. We're talking about crab meat. Another thing, another crab meat dish that I really like is um, is a crab dip. Oh, boy, those are always good. Crab dip. Who's got a good mm -hmm. crab dip? Uh, I st for that, I'm, I'm looking for the crab meat. Like and, a hot crab dip. Oh, a hot crab meat. Okay. Uh, well, then I would come back again with the uh, banton for just a little while. And then all of those restaurants that come from that part of uh, the East Atlantic. The, the century, that part of the century, the banton. Yeah. You know what? Blue crab has a really great, it's called the blue <laughs> crab dip. And it's served with tortilla chips, and it's really great. It's kind of hard to beat a really good, creamy, hot crab dip, I think. Yeah, could be. Yeah, I like it. Also, stuffed crab. I know stuffed that crab stuffed is crab good. is kind of out of vogue, and a lot of people don't bother with it anymore because, first of all, restaurants have ruined it, I think. Most stuffed crab is stuffed bread with a just a, a hint of crab meat but i think the blue crab stuff stuffed crab is really good excellent in mm. fact 
260-6368. We do not have much going on on this show. We you can't don't? do that two days in a row. So give us a call, please. You must have something on your mind too about food. Well, we've been wondering we a lot about the Bonton. for you. The the Honden, uh, not Honden. The Bonton. Has anybody gone to the Bonton? We got that news Friday, I think. And so that left the weekend and yesterday and today. So has anybody been over to the Bonton to say your farewells? Uh, We have a caller? I think we do. Uh, I think it's Danny. And Danny, here you are. Uh, Tom. Yes. Would you have any idea where Impostados gets uh, their crab meat from? Uh, I don't know exactly, but if you were to go over there and ask them, they would tell you, and they would tell you the rights, the the actual no kidding around uh, truth. Oh well, we asked a waiter, but he acted like he didn't want to tell us. (laughs) Uh, I I have never gone over there and asked about it and not walked out with uh, full organization. Are you asking that question because you? Like it and want to get it. Oh yeah, it's always it's always very very good consistently. Uh, He's got like he's got like a private little source for crab meat. He's he's got social crab all the time. Yes, and that's that's good too. Yeah, but uh, uh, one thing you can get a, a reading like from a secret. Uh, over at uh, Impostados is that if you go there, let's say real early in the season, like now, this is an early time for for things like crab meat. If you you, you take a look at that, and and then you uh, compare this out with the other things like crab meat or, or um, soft shell crabs, and you'd see uh, allegedly this. <coughs> Sorry, uh, that uh, there, there, these um, changes are being made, but they're quick and they get them done, and uh, it, the quality is fantastic. So uh, this, it's it's nothing to worry about, at least not in my experience. Uh, no, well, uh, I'm only worried because I wish I could buy the same crap <laughs> that he's buying. <laughs> no, I, I'm not kidding. Uh, you want to get some for home? Go huh? over there and ask yeah. for Mr. Joe. And you'll say, Mr. Joe, can I have, a, you know, a, a, two cups of crab meat? He'll do it, he, un, unless you're an idiot about it. You know, if, I'm sure you're not, so that is the only... I don't know if that's true, uh, Tom. No? I, I'd be careful about telling everybody to do that. Why? <laughs> well, I guess he means purchasing it from him, maybe. Uh, you mean you think he would sell two cups of crab meat to us? Uh, unless he was real busy or something like that, but they they... They have that on their menu, ready to go. <clears throat> have you ever heard of Higgins crab meat? Uh, I, I heard no, one. No, I'm talking to him. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Danny, have no. you ever heard of Higgins crab meat? No, is that Higgins you're saying? Yeah, like the Higgins boat, Higgins. Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't. It's a uh. small little processor of crab meat, and it is the absolute premium, premium stuff where restaurateurs will drive very far to go and get it. Oh, so you might want to... Hmm? Where is it? I, I don't oh. know. It's down. Oh. I can ask. I, I'll, I'll text someone in the show and ask where it is uh, and ask if they sell retail 
and then I'll let you know. So keep listening, okay? Okay. All right. So but that's it's, it's the it's the premium premium stuff that that the really great restaurants have been known to take a day off and drive down to go get. Oh, there you are. Good. What about Vincent's? Do you know where he gets his from? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know. Um, he did tell me once that somebody was uh, asking whether Vincent had brought only uh, fresh crab meat. And uh, if so, uh, you know, what does he have? And uh, Vincent himself uh, said, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I only use uh, uh, that kind of thing. And if I ever have any uh, crab meat that's cooked or the other way, uh, <clears throat> if he has to sell it, he just gives it away. Okay. All right. Mm. All right. Wow. Okay. Danny, I'm going to I'm going to find that out right now and I will uh I will mention it on the air if I get an answer and if I don't get an answer I'll say that too. Okay? Right. Okay. Well, great. Appreciate it. Thank you. Jean okay. Lafitte. The oh, real thank you. Oh, Jean so you Lafitte. looked it up, Doug? Oh. The man himself or a, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's where Higgins crab meat is, I'm sure that's what he's saying. Oh, and Lafitte. Okay. Jean yes. Lafitte. Okay. Okay, uh, let's go. Did you say Stephen? Who's a, is there someone on the phone, Doug? Is anybody on the uh, phone? Hello, hello. Tom? Yes. Hello, Tom? Hi, that's me. Come on in. Oh, oh this is still Danny. Oh, Danny. Still Danny. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, this is Tom Fitzmorris. Oh, you, uh, all right. Welcome both yeah. of you. Yeah, let's make it three here. Uh, it's, it's Higgins Seafood. That's a seafood restaurant in Jean Lafitte and where you can go and get this stuff. Oh, and it's down like in Jean Lafitte? It is. Okay. Oh, Higgins, and it's a restaurant? No, it's a seafood purveyor. Oh, seafood. Okay. And it is also a restaurant. Oh, it is? Yes. That's what oh, okay. Well, there you okay. go, Danny. I can guarantee we'll if you out. make the effort to go down there, you're going to have some exceptionally fine crab meat. Yeah, we just ate at that. Uh, what's that other restaurant down in that area uh, two weeks ago? Uh La Famille. Oh, restaurant Day for Me? Day for, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, uh, you know, they have great. a new place okay. in the warehouse district. It's not Restaurant oh. Day for Me. It is at the corner of Barone and St. Joseph, and it's called Nola K, and it is um, Caribbean inspired. Oh, same owners. So if you're fans of Restaurant Day for Me, you, wanna, you may want to try them out. Okay. Sounds good to me. I'll take it to my feet. Thank you so much for your help. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Okay. All right. See you. Bye. You are listening to the Food Show. What are we talking about? You, you can pick anything you want, really. I want you to just give us something. Like, who's got those zucchini little chips? Who, who came <laughs> up with that? I want to know why it tastes like that. Our daughter huh? is in the kitchen right now. Oh, yeah? Uh, we're on a health uh, kick. And, um, and so... She's making um, non-carb dippers for for um, hummus, hummus, hmm. and uh, more hummus. And I don't really, I don't really know how good they're going to be for that purpose because they shrink up into like a dime size, so you can't really, you can't really scoop anything on on that, and certainly not something as heavy. As hummus, so I don't know how well these zucchini chips 
are going to work for the purpose that they were intended for. Sounds good so far. Well, goodness gracious, we have managed to eat away an entire hour of this nonsense. Do you know why? I, <laughs> I'm afraid to answer that, Tom, because you, you have a a look of earnest on your face that frightens me. I don't, I don't know <laughs> earnest or earnest either one of why them. Why then, Tom? Please do tell. Why have we managed to eat away an hour at this? Because it's cool. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that was much better than I expected. I was a little terrified when you had that look on your face. I don't know. I don't know whether this fits into our show or not. And, and if you think it doesn't, just slap me across the face, and, uh -huh. and we'll be rid of it. Uh, ba back a long time ago, when I was uh, a clerk at the Time Saver, everybody remember the Time Saver? Uh, I know all you do. All, Enough for all, all of us. around. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, there was a guy who came in every day. And he ordered a pack of cigarettes. It was the same kind of cigarettes every single day. It Someone would please call me in the next hour. Go ahead, Tom. And the uh, he would walk up to the to uh -huh. the to the desk and he would say, "I'd like a pack of cool regulars." He spoke it just like that. And ever since, I've thought, you know, if I ever have to make a character in anything I'm writing or drawing or anything, I'm going to duplicate that because, you know, I Why like Why don't you just a, be yourself? That's a character. Oh, well, I just was. <laughs> you definitely don't have to go on to that. Uh, cool. Yeah, that, that. Cool. Yeah, pretty good, Tom. Been practicing yeah. that? Only, well, let's see, that would have been 1965. Oh, my gosh. That's a long time ago. I stick with it. Yes, you do. I have to say, you absolutely do. It's oh, the, uh, goodness gracious. That was a workout. So, more of the food <laughs> help show me coming. Next hour, please. 2606368. We'll be back after the top of the hour news. A more cool of this. WWL 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.